You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. According to 50 scouts, executives, coaches, coordinators, Jordan Love is in Tier 4, one spot ahead of Baker Mayfield, two spots ahead of Sam Howell, and two spots below the last player taken, Brock Purdy. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. That was Colin Cowherd talking about Jordan Love. And overall, the Green Bay Packers, he disagrees with my co-host today, Molly Brown, as far as what the Packers could be doing as far as as wins this year, Molly, because he's worried about Jordan Love. He's worried about the young players. He's worried about the kicker. And he said the Packers look like a team that could be a five-win team, especially when you look at their away games that even, let's say, Carolina or Atlanta, which are toss-up games, mm-hmm. those are away instead of at Lambeau Field. So he has his his radar up on the Packers as being a team that could be pretty bad this year. Now, Molly, a team <laughs> could be bad record-wise, but still have hope going forward. And okay. I do think that has been my advice all year for the Packers. I don't know what the record will be, but I think you have a much more enjoyable season if you just focus on the development of specific players instead of wins and losses. She's Molly Brown. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Absolutely. Ryan Wollershine behind the glass. Is Alex just taking a day off the show, or what's going on? he's just taking the week off the show, right? Isn't he just like... Yeah, but he's here. He's here, but I believe he is hosting that other show that comes up after our Is that why he's wearing that stupid Uh, hat? Oh, that could be. I I hope they rag on him for that hat. Oh, they'll have him on the video stream. He'll be right. (laughs) He'll be uh, presented nice and bright and beautiful over here in the ESPN Madison Everlight Studio. Everlight Solar Studio. Excuse me. Everlight Solar Studio. What is that hat that Alex Strofe is wearing. We'll have to get a photo of it. Uh, you can see it at Jim and Matt on YouTube as well. He said it. Matt Hamilton gave it to him, and I don't know how to tell this to Alex that sometimes Matt just empties out his closet with stuff <laughs> that he doesn't want. And Matt can definitely give you some cool USA curling things, but sometimes he just gives you trash, and it's just bad. He's like, I don't like this. Maybe you'd like it, which is also insulting. Of like, True. This is uh, not quite... My style, but you don't have style in my opinion, so maybe you'd like this hat, which is clearly what happened with Alex Strove's hat. That's what it looks like, and honestly, I didn't say anything to him about his hat until I heard you say something about 10 minutes ago, Um, and I'm just looking at the hat, and like my first thought when I first saw him was, do you guys remember when Scalzo and Bruss ragged on Jesse Nelson for looking like the little boy from Up for his hat? Because that's exactly, that's right where my mind went. Was. I remember the exact conversation you're talking about. I, yes. ha- I have that photo, too, if we want to post that. But literally, he looks like the boy from Up, but that was my first thought as soon as I saw Strofe. Like, got a rag on him in a little bit. So we're going to have to, actually, Ryan, if you don't mind, I'm going to send you on a little field trip here. Molly and I will okay. talk to the Packers. <laughs> you go out there and take a picture of Alex's stupid hat, and let's put it up. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter and maybe juxtapose against Jesse Nelson's <laughs> Whose hat. hat was worse. Because it also gives off it's not quite the same bad hat but in the movie Sandlot. Remember the kid yeah. has a hat I know what you're talking. a big doofus bill on it and then he's given a different hat because his friend's like what is this hat and uh, I don't think it's just not a good hat from Alex Strofe today. There oh, it is. Yeah. There's the dunce cap uh, on top of the dunce. Alex Strofe. <laughs> I'm searching for the Jesse Nelson Dunce photo. Cap. Don't worry. I think Jesse's worse than Strofe. I, I think you should tell your producer to focus on the video stream rather than just... It's it's only been him the whole time. Um, anyway. <laughs> He's a good-looking fella. That's fine. I, I'm much better looking even in my dunce cap. <laughs> I know you guys miss me around here. Can I say what you Jesse... You miss Nel- me so much, all you do is talk about me when I'm not here. Well, here's the thing. I saw the hat earlier, and I didn't get a chance to call out this hat. And I just had to, after our meeting that Molly and I were in, had to come out and say, is someone holding Alex Strofe accountable... For the stupid hat he's wearing. As a friend, you got to tell someone, hey, bad hat. I think it's a nice hat. It was gifted to me by your co-host, Matt Hamilton. You do know that Matt often, he's done this to me, 
Uh, and what happens is he gives me things that are not cool, and they're just and he's like, "Here, I thought you'd like this, or do you want this?" And it's like, "I'll take it," but then I just give it the goodwill. Oh, it's a bland hat. Don't get me wrong, but it's not even a good hat. I think it's a good hat. It's comfy. <laughs> it looks. Re- it's it doesn't look comfy. It. it looks like it'd Super be sweaty. Comfy. Yeah, it's it looks comfy. sweaty. It looks like you're wearing like a, a like a like a wool sweater. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got a well, flannel on I mean, your head there. Typically, when I wear a hat, not always, but typically, either a my hair is too long, or b I didn't shower that day. I'll let you pick which one happened today. I don't know if you're good. Some people have a good like head for a hat. Yeah, I don't think you're. I don't think it fits, dude. I, I you're I, a handsome fellow. Without I own the a hat. million hats. Yeah, so but I don't think the hat's late. like good for you. Like you look better without the hat, Matt or I, uh, Alex. So, I, I, mean, I appreciate a, your input, but um, I'm not going to listen to it. You, it doesn't matter. It still doesn't change the fact that you don't look good with a hat on. Now you look good without the hat. But Alex with a hat on. I don't no, know. no, no. Alex with a front-facing hat. When he wears it backwards, it looks fantastic. Well, Flip it around the- for us. Let's see it. It looks better when it's flipped behind. He's got bro vibes. So yeah, for Alex, sure. Alex with the hat backwards. It's just- too broy in the office. That was the issue. No, it's oh, not. Like you and are you normally professionally. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I was wearing yesterday? I look like a full snack. He was wearing a button down yesterday. He had a full-blown snack. Cole's cash was in full effect yesterday. DJ Max, thank you very much. Oh, Max Nista there, Alex Stroth. Yes. I Don't knew, worry. I knew he was uh, to borrow Matt's term, chuffed on that, that outfit, which is why I did. Chuffed, I was. Yes. What does that mean? Excited, Happy, excited, feel good about himself. <laughs> uh, not what you're thinking there, Molly. And so, <laughs> whoa! No, she, she just jumped on like, hey What does that mean? Hey so what? I didn't bring it up though. Like that's the guy code. Like I knew he felt good about it, so then I was like, I'm not gonna. You're like, not gonna he tear was, him down. He was a too smiley. He was even like trying to go out of his way in his actions of like. I'm wearing this, and someone needs to point out I look good in it. I wasn't going to give it to him. It just wasn't. It wasn't going to happen. Maybe that's a me thing, but my, I just I couldn't do it. I get it. I think I did comment on it. I think I said, "Whoa, you're wearing a button down." He wanted it, Ryan. You were here yesterday too. Strofe wanted the compliment bad, right? Like he about his hat. No, about his shirt yesterday. Oh, on his shirt. Oh, he came correct for Badger. badger. Yeah, but I was like he say was he wore looking it for to badger be compliment. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was looking to be complimented, which is funny because. There is not a, a schlubbier bunch of people than reporters. <laughs> so, like, he's impressing nobody. Like, I'm sure that place is full of cargo pants and wrong-fitting T-shirts. Uh, like, that bro- is the official outfit of reporters. And it was, like, 90 yeah. degrees yesterday. Just imagine the sweat that was just dripping everywhere. And they're in yeah. the McLean Center, oh. which is an indoor football facility that has zero AC and is probably hotter than it is outside most days. Rough. It, it was probably pretty swampy. I'll say that. Were you a good dressed reporter back in the day? Not early, no. Not in Strofe days, no. Absolutely not. Uh, so that's how I know. Like I'm coming from a place of knowledge here. I pro- I dress very similar to how Strofe is dressed now. Cargo esque. Yeah, he's wearing cargo shorts. He's clearly wearing cargo <laughs> shorts. I was guessing he's wearing cargo shorts. Of course, he's wearing cargo. You wore shorts. them yesterday too. The only difference is he's one of those weirdos that wears like hoodies all the time. So I would be definitely wearing t-shirts, but otherwise okay. similar or like a polo. But not like an ill-fitting, like this polo, I think fits me. Like otherwise, you wear like an ill-fitting polo, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just the look. I had it too. I'm just trying to help the kid out. Yeah, for sure. But here's the problem: there are also grown adults who are my age who are still reporters who dress the same as Strofe, and that's where I, I'm making fun of Alex for trying to impress that group. Like he came in like I'm gonna dress, I'm gonna look professional, and most reporters are like the least professional-looking people you ever gonna come around. We all love Jason Wildey. What is he usually wearing? Like Oregon Ducks. Right, but it's like that's basketball shorts and like a hoodie. Like and like that's him covering the Packers. So like that's one of the best reporters in the entire state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And that's what they wear. And then Alex comes in dressed like he's ready for his senior photos. Yesterday. We've seen those senior photos. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We had a good mix of senior photos. Wow. Ryan, did you what was in your senior photo? Uh, high school. I mean, I did you take them for college? Uh, no, no, <laughs> they don't think they did that at UW Madison. In front of the Capitol, everybody does that. Yeah, well, we take our own photos. Yeah, like graduation. Okay, photos, I was hoping right? you had like glamour shots and stuff. For, <laughs> oh for, no, for senior <laughs> college glamour shots with Bucky Badger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. us like me doing like, the uh, Titanic you like, pose. Yeah, like a little. You gotta like lean a little bit here and oh. like, on your elbow. Yeah, on top of a book. <laughs> with your guitar in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking looking very introspective your, off into the distance. With, with, with your, you know what I want right now? 844-770-3776. Give me some of your college motif of like what was in, not only how you look, but like what was on your wall. Like I feel like everyone in college had the, fo- the poster of all the shots. 
you could take. So it'd be like all these different types of like alcohol shots. So it'd be like Alabama Slam, all these ones, and it'd have like the ingredients for all of them be on the wall. I feel like I've been to a million house parties that had that stupid poster up there. The John Belushi College poster as well. Okay. Uh, but I mean, just other lava lamp. I feel like we're going to find out people's eras. Yes. Of- tapestry on the yeah. wall. Oh, like, the tapestry sure. was a big one in my era, especially another one in my area with, with the dudes was taking just like uh, Coors Light boxes, just like the dirty rack. And then taping that to the wall as just art decoration. So that like was like me in high school with like paper with beer boxes. <laughs> that was me in high school with like shopping bags. That's shopping so bags? yeah, like Hollister, Abercrombie, oh, and Fitch. Oh, paper bags. Paper yeah, bags. Like, oh, I thought no, you were saying not, like, plastic, plastic bags. Ones. Uh, another college Walmart. one. <laughs> Bigly Wiggly. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> No, Generic you guys. Gray bag. It was the abs that were all over yeah. my wall when I was like 15. Everybody did it. Don't lie. Okay, Molly. <laughs> Jeez. Hey now. Well, I'm trying to think what else uh, would have been. Bottles like, in the kitchen. Oh, God. Bottles, the yes. bottles. Yes. The bottles. Up on the show. Congra- mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh, that you had a drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, those are called soffits, by the way. If you're curious, because I do host the home remodeling show with Mike from Edge Construction. The gap between oh. the Look at you. your cabinets and the ceiling, which basically, if you're getting a remodel now, everyone takes those out because yeah. they were stupid. But it was a design element they thought was neat, and you were supposed to put like plants and stuff up there. But soffits is what it's called. That gap, and then every everyone in college or that 18 to 23 year old just filled it with bottles of stuff they drank. It was like, look at me, I drank, you know, mystery brand X, and I'm so cool. Gold Slogger, yeah. <laughs> Woo! And the parents would come and they'd be, oh, look, I'm so proud of you. You decorated. Good job. Right, See, that's right. what I always think is so weird. Is that weird when, like, the parents come in and they're like, is our child an alcoholic? Like, when you see that, I don't know. Uh, it seemed pretty on brand for college, though, so I, I don't think uh, there was an issue there. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What was part of your college dorm room party house motif? And it's just lights, like Christmas lights that were up all the time. I feel like we're a popular one too. Yep. That would just be like in. Those like lamps, those tall ones that are in the corner. Yeah, that yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but they're not a top, but they're like the V. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> and yeah. And then there's yeah, like yeah. the one tall one, and yeah, then there's yeah, a shorter yeah, one. Yes. Yes. Because I feel like every guy, you know, made their apartment or their room, their dorm room, or their room in a fraternity house. It's all the same. A they, futon. Yes, there was a futon. <laughs> oh, futon was required. Every, every guy. Had I mean, a it's a bed and a couch. I it's mean, like, like honestly so one of the best inventions for sure. Depending on the demographic, it's a great invention. Yeah, the guy could just be like, "Hey, we're Netflixing and chilling." This little kick out and boom. Now it's bedtime. You know, it's just one of those things. It was highly functional. I feel like Ryan was just the smooth operator with the futon. For sure. <laughs> oh, look at this! It just automatically went to the bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever I needed to just kick back and, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> whenever I needed to, you know, introduce uh, a lady to my. Was that my your move abode? when I, like, got up to like, get some more uh, Coors Light? You would just kick <laughs> yeah. it from the couch to the bed? Oh, oh yeah, just happened? smooth. Oh, what? What? No, no, no. This is getting this is getting down a very interesting road now, Jim. I don't think we need to go any further here. Oh, oh man. <laughs> what was your showpiece, Ryan? Like, if you had uh, a woman over, you're like, this is what's going to impress her. Like, what was it? Like, uh, I would say my personality, usually. <laughs> that would be my number one trick. You weren't, um, like, very proud of, like, you had, like, a cool, like, ironic college poster or, like, um, I don't I don't know, something Marvel. Maybe it was a big Black Panther photo. I don't know. Like, <laughs> lightsaber? What are you yeah, talking I had a, about? I, I, guys <laughs> don't know what girls like. I'm just saying the guys always have things that they think is cool, like the bottles yes. on the up in the soffits or uh, some sort of lights hanging from the ceiling of, like, Christmas lights that never went down. Like, the guys think it's cool. No girl ever thought it was cool. So I'm asking Ryan, what was something you're like, this is, like, this is, like, good decorating. Like, I'm, like... I'm an adult now. 
<laughs> it was just. I had some uh, definite posters of TV shows that didn't hit with anyone, even in my age demographic. Uh, Entourage, if you remember that show. Yeah. Yep. Big fan of Entourage. Watched that during COVID. Got a poster for it. I also. <laughs> what was the poster? I was just the Entourage. It was season the season five poster, and it's just all of the main characters just looking off into the distance out over the Hollywood Hills. So you're like, this is this, me. This is my dream. One yes. Day, to yeah. be one of these men. Oh, who did you want to be? Oh, from Entourage? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love drama. Drama, drama was my yeah. favorite. Okay. Johnny Drama or Turtle, one or the other. Okay, all right. Dresses them for Halloween, actually, with my brother. <laughs> Dressed as Johnny Drama. Oh, man. I bet you had a great Halloween, right? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty good Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else? What other some more posters? What, come on. Uh, the other poster that I had was... Um, uh, there, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how best to describe it. You know the uh, old phrase, like, there's hungry kids in Africa? Right, like you eat all yes. your food. What? So I'm explaining, I'm explaining. I'm explaining. I'm explaining. So there's a poster of just like this 1950s dad sitting in a co- in a chair drinking a beer. Said, uh, "Crack a beer." There's sober kids in India because <laughs> <laughs> because I believe in India, alcohol is not legal or they don't drink. Oh, uh, really? Uh, something like that. I don't know. I thought it was his cool basing his entire knowledge of this on that fo- on that poster. <laughs> yes, pretty much. This is a really good insight into what I was like in college. Yeah, uh, you were a cool kid. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. This is Roger Hamilton. I want to know what. Give me some of your college apartment dorm frat house room motif. I just want the vibe of our listeners, 844-770-3776. And, you know, Molly, we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier today on First Watch, which will be coming out later. It's mm-hmm. a podcast we do where Molly watches something for the first time when we act to it together of, you know, some of the vibe of like when I was in that college era, like guys had the uh, hemp necklaces was a big thing. <laughs> that was really cool. Shark tooth necklace? Yeah. No, a shark tooth was a little bit... Like that was probably when I was in high school, evolved okay. to the hemp, and then like you had like the frayed cargo shorts, and then like a tie dye shirt was a big kind of <laughs> I'm vibe. Just picturing you wearing all this stuff. Yeah, 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 for Jim sure. Jim the hippie. People like me. Yeah, that was cool. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but yeah. Then I would say for for the girls with the women, it was the tapestry. It was okay. some sort of like bohemian tapestry. I think the guys would go with like a Bob Marley one or like a big marijuana leaf to be super subtle on everything. But like, I feel like uh, women was a lot of like the bohemian, like multicolored, kind of cool design sort of. What about like the beads to like that would hang on the door frame to separate <laughs> rooms? Was that a thing when you were in college? I'm not that old. <laughs> Was in college. I mean, my well, sister had it in her room when we were like eight. So I mean, I feel like it's more of a seventies thing. Yeah, that's like that seventies show. Like literally, yeah. that's where I think of. So maybe that's where it came from. We'll take your calls on that. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Asking you about your college vibe, which can mean, you know, what were you wearing? It could also be what was in your apartment, your dorm, any of those great things there. Tim in Oregon chimes in with a couple of uh, posts here. Uh, 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. Uh, Tim in Oregon says we had a huge Frank Zappa poster. He was an angry cartoon of course, we had the poster of London Calling by The Clash. That was cool back then. It's still cool now, Tim. Uh, the Rich Kids had promo rock posters of David Bowie plastered wall to wall. Cool. Dave, the Deerfield idiot who wants to get lunch, chimes in. You guys got to change this. That's his name? In That's the how they have oh. it listed in here. That's great. Dave and Deerfield, who wants to get lunch. Can we cut out? He's not... I think he was. I think someone was trying to be protective of Molly that he was early on, like ripping me. So someone called him an idiot, and then I think we've just. We. I don't. I didn't. I get ripped all the time. So, so are Dave, we going to get lunch or no? I'm down to get lunch. It's really Matt and Alex. So I think we all should just get lunch with Dave and Deerfield. Uh, but once a semester, our dorm had Bourbon Street. Each room had a different drink. I'd have to walk over passed out bodies in the hallway to get back to his room. I like that. Oh my gosh. Uh, then we had Robin Madison, who was 65 years old. 
Uh, he said the, the food time would break and you'd have to do the Coyote Ugly. Now, Molly, Molly Brown, Jim Rutledge with you. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Wallershine. Do you know what Coyote Ugly is? Uh, the bar the movie? in Nashville? But do you know what the, the phrase Coyote Ugly is? It's referenced in the oh, movie. yes, I do know. Coyote that, Ugly. Yeah. No, yes. did I just graze over that part this of the movie? Is a, what? Coyote Ugly is a phrase that the person you're with is so foobar and ugly that you would rather like a coyote bite off your own arm and leave than to wake them up and have to deal with them in the morning. Right? Is that is essentially, do I have it right? I didn't know about the eating your own arm off. Yeah. They look so bad or them being that But like you arm, ch- eat your own arm. Because I think like a coyote, like if it got its arm stuck, would like eat its own arm off so it could get free. Wait, so can you reread his text? So now that I know. Uh, he's 65 years old. Okay. Uh, and then said that I think that's a different text from a different show. Sorry, uh, but uh, futon breaks and you got to do the coyote ugly. So that's what he's saying that when the futon breaks and you have the coyote ugly your way out of there is what I'm gathering off of it. Uh, then we have uh, Dave. No, we already Dave. Uh, Daryl Deerfield chimes in. Had over a hundred different bottles of beer on the shelves, <laughs> along with one uh, wall accumulated during five years of college. I intended to have an end of college blowout, but didn't realize that beer went bad over time. Ended up making a last minute run to the liquor store and bought them out of their Coors Light. Oh, well. So, <laughs> uh, Tim from Cambridge chimes in black light posters and bongs. Black lights were a big thing, which now seems like a terrible idea, but black lights <laughs> were like a big thing that you have the black light poster. It would yep. be like all blacked out, and then like there would be parts that would light up fluorescent. Like so, for like an example here, my my oldest has, which I'm really jealous of. This this throw me back to the, the the dorm era though. They have these like tack lights now. You can just stick them on the wall, yep. and so her whole uh, the whole ceiling is lined with the lights, and then her whole f- uh, all the uh, trim it has like it's kind of a thicker trim, so we can run the lights on around the bottom of the trim too. It sits on all those, so her ho- her whole room. Uh, lights up and like it can click to the music and all that kind of stuff but one of the lights is more like a blue light but it kind of serves as a black light and so a lot of her Legos light up or she has she doesn't have a lava lamp she has like this jellyfish lamp that yep. like there's jellyfish bounce around in. So her room very like a very psychedelic. Uh, <laughs> next time she's at a friend's house, it might uh, have a gummy and go sit in there and listen to some <laughs> some music, but some some outcast or something. But uh, it, it's, outcast would be your music of choice in that situation. Outcast? I'm not picturing outcast music while you're sitting in. I think definitely in Jim's era for sure. Yeah. I don't know if his I don't know if that would work with his uh, his daughter's demographic quite as. No, much. no. I'm saying that she was gone and be like, all right, we'll have a gummy and I'm gonna sit in oh, this. Just in her Bedroom, yeah, like yeah, she's not there. yeah, and I'm gonna listen to some outcast. Yeah, are uh, you saying outcast because he just came back with Ain't Nobody Dope as Me? Isn't that outcast? No, I'm that's so fresh that's me. Young Gravy. What ain't nobody dope? That is not so, no, she, Young yeah, Gravy. Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm so fresh and so clean is outcast. So fresh and so clean. clean. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking yeah. of a, I'm thinking of a Young Gravy. He sampled. You're too, no. So the song. Still working to chime in with this as well. 844-770-3776. What song would you listen to if you were going to have the black light going? and uh, Not Outcast. And, uh, and you know, some lights and kind of a psychedelic sort of feel going on. Outcast, Elevators is the song that comes to mind. And maybe uh, I don't know what Ryan that one is. So Ryan's going to have to find that one fire that one up. I'm thinking more like Incubus. Incubus. Do you even know who Incubus is? It sounds intense, though. I think I do. No, it's not intense at all. Okay, the song that they're known for is Drive, where they're like, whatever tomorrow. See, brings. but everyone's got, it, so but Molly, that's everyone's not got the, their own vibe, That's though. not like, the vibe that I'm thinking of, though. I'm thinking of their other songs. <laughs> and uh, Ryan and Madison uh, it chimes in with, he had cases of old Milwaukee uh, up on the wall, and he would uh, take the internal, he'd also turn those into furniture. Oh. That is such a Okay, okay. This song is different. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like all their mainstream no. stuff. This, okay. this, yeah. Now so. I'm just picturing Jim sitting in like a pink room with Legos around. It's just on repeat <laughs> yeah. for two hours. You know what? It sounds like a great uh, Saturday night with some Coors Light mixed in there as well. Yeah. He's just going to go home. He's done for the show. He's going to go home to his daughter's hey, bedroom. Yeah, go sleep out. in your sister's room tonight. Dad wants to hang out in here. <laughs> Uh, eight four four seven. Yeah, it is a vibe. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What song do you vibe to? Uh, if you were gonna vibe with a a lava lamp and a black light and all that other stuff, we're also taking calls on your college, your college vibe, your college motif. What did your apartment? What did your dorm? What did that look like, Molly? You haven't chimed in yet. 
Um, and also your your look, your your style look back then, because we talked about it in first watch. A lot of that. Now you were college in the two thousands, but things are returning. I was going to say my style look right now really isn't much different than, if anything, I'm more modestly dressed now. But well, that happens. Yeah, <laughs> be a little bit aggressive. <laughs> that's, about, that's about as different as my uh, clothing has changed. Um, but when it comes to the clothes, though, you know the shirts that are coming back, which is amazing to me. Like I'm so curious to see if your daughters are going to wear this. The bubble shirts. Do you uh, know what that is? I don't know what a bubble shirt is. No, they are like. Little crop top. I don't know. You guys aren't girls. Like it's weird. But it's like, (laughs) it's like, I'll have to show you, but they're just little bubbles type thing in like a whole shirt. And I used to wear those all the time when I was like a little kid. They might be called something different now, but I don't know. Maybe your daughters will wear those. I I don't know. I won't go back to that. Not cute, but not my jam anymore. I don't know. I'll have to show you a picture of it. So Zena D chimes in with the poster of beer pong rules and uh, house party constitution is good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so 844-770-3776. What was your college uh, apartment or college vibe? What did that look like? We got Ryan's, which I don't know. Just How, how would you describe it? Sad? <laughs> hey. Um, uh, what would be the so word? I'm going to set it up like this. Let's just okay. say. Oh, you're going to make this so awkward. I'm not saying. <laughs> we're actually you're going to, we're going to leave Ryan out of it. But let's say you just appear. You're going back it's not like late at night you're just like hey we're gonna go to this guy's apartment and let's say for a party so it's a few people so it's not like awkward one-on-one thing and you walk in and you see entourage photo and the other one will drink beer there's kids without beer in india or whatever it was uh what else describe the rest of it so let's say there's like you're going there it's like a small party so it's not just a one-on-one scenario. Mm-hmm. so you're just walking in there and you see this describe the rest of the vibe so there was definitely like you said those pin uh lights that go up along the ceiling and along the floorboards mm-hmm. there's definitely those usually purple or a light blue color uh <laughs> hue i should say um right was- just describing his current apartment <laughs> oh possibly yes um and then there was probably usually the TV was on with some sporting event. Didn't matter. Probably college football game if it's a Saturday and this is a weekend. Um, and then outside of that, there was, uh, yeah, probably just a few bottles of Bacardi. Maybe some Captain Morgan sitting out on the table for anyone to use. Uh, maybe this was a no-cup style party, so there would have been a, uh, a pumpkin dish that was my go-to. A uh, pumpkin dish that you would put, like, pens in, like a... An ornament on a table. Did you wash uh, it out before you use it, or did it have like pencil um, shavings? Let's we can we don't have to we don't have you to, know the answer to that we one. don't have to dwell <laughs> on that part. But yeah, it was it was not the dirtiest of dorm rooms or apartments you would see, but it was it would definitely fit the stereotype of, of guys my age. What was your furniture? Furniture was a a larger a much clearly a futon. Couch. Well, a futon, but that was in the bedroom. Jim. So you had? <laughs> did you have a bed and a futon, or was the futon your bed? When I was in the dorm room my freshman year, I had both. Yes. Uh, okay. The futon was not the bed. The futon was not comfortable. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. So, at what point did you move from futon bed to bed? Like you had your own bed. Um, I think that was probably. <laughs> what time did you move to your big boy bed? Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, when right. I get out of the bunk bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was probably my sophomore year that I finally moved up to just a queen bed once we moved to an apartment off dorm, off campus. All right, there you go. So, what's the vibe? Like, you're just talking to your friends. Like, what's the vibe if you came in and you just were in this room? It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll funny. take it. Honestly, right. I would 100% take it. <laughs> now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me a red flag. Not Ooh, like in a, a weird, flag. like a scary way, but like a red flag of like, this dude's got a lot of growing up to do. Oh boy. Hmm. I'm trying to think like like a massive amount of dirty dishes that they didn't even try to hide. You know what I mean? What about like nothing on the wall? Oh, a dirty like bathroom is always disgusting. That that'll get me. That's a red flag cuz even just thinking about it makes me sick. Did you or do you, Ryan, clean your bathroom floors? Bathroom floors? Um not as much as I probably should. No. So my my wife, that was a big ick that she found out. I lived like the bathroom was clean, but I never. She's like, what? Like at one point, she's like, what do you clean the bathroom floors with? I'm like, what do you mean? I've never cleaned the shower. The bathroom. I've never cleaned the the bathroom floor (laughs) in my life. Now the apartment I lived in, it was like 
you had like a carpeted area that had like the where you brushed your teeth and like that's where the mirror was and then a smaller space that had like a door that so very little tiles like a toilet and shower and like that was okay. separate so it wasn't like it was maybe uh, not even like my shoulder like barely my shoulder width of floor you. space yeah. that would be technically the bathroom floor because I always vacuumed the other area but that was a big one for her that she was just to it was revealed to me that that's one of the things that grossed her out more in her entire life knowing me was that I'd never cleaned that bathroom floor and like it was only there for like um, a year like you know what I mean mm. like I wasn't in this place very long I wasn't going to clean the bathroom floor it grossed me out like do you think do I think the actual apartment complex that I rented from cleaned the bathroom floor before I got there imagine absolutely if, not imagine if you brought the black light in there it would have looked Whoa. like a Pollock painting what do you do in the bathroom fella hey <laughs> this is college right Jim god yeah. this is sick all right uh, that is gross. <laughs> Ryan always takes it a little, a little Too farther. Far. I apologize. Yeah, Ryan, what you do with the horn is your own business. It's not ours, all right? All right. I, I'll take myself off the stream for the rest of the show. I, I, appreci- I appreciate that. Did we get the picture posted of Jesse and Stroh? Oh, they're both up there, yes. Who's, who wore it worse, <laughs> Jesse Nelson or Alex Stroh? That is on the Rutledge and Hamilton Twitter feed. You can go ahead and look at that. Jesse looking like the kid from Up, as Molly described. And then Stroh with the hat that he was wearing when he came in on the stream earlier. Uh, just a gray sort of like dude cap. I don't know. How would you guys describe Stroh's hat? Dude cap. So chime in, Molly, before we go to break here. Which one are you voting for? Who wore it? Uh, worse. Who looks dorky in their hat? Um, uh, I have to pull up the picture. Hold on. I just want to Jesse photo. Nelson hat. I have that hat, but Jesse, Jesse does not have a good head for a hat. <laughs> that hat also just like. <laughs> I don't understand just what he's not do- a structured hat. Like, no, but he ruined it. Like mine is like it looks like a norm. Like I'm gonna wear it tomorrow. Like mine like fits my head and is like, you know, it's definitely dad style. Like by dad style, I mean like. In the 90s, you'd like bend the brim and like fit it around your head. So, like, I'm going to show you the hat. I'm going to wear it. It's on my golf bag. I don't wear it much anymore, but I will wear that hat tomorrow. Uh, it looks like the hat that a, like, someone your age would be going to the golf course in, sweating really bad, kind of ruining the cardboard that's in the hat. But that looks like a hat. He found that at the bottom of a box. Like, it has been like flattened and destroyed. And Stroph looks like a guy that like doesn't wear hats, and was like, "Hey, I have this hat." Like, doesn't he look like? Because it's like a generic. What is the hat? They both of? look like little boys. They don't do, they? but like Stroph's hat is of nothing. It's just like generic. It looks like, like, it's like one that Matt got for free from a brand. It's a hundred percent what that is. And Stroph, instead of just doing a normal post and be doing be like, "This hat is stupid," I'm just going to give it to Goodwill. Do Matt a solid because Matt just doesn't want to give it to Goodwill. I'm going to give. He it doesn't want to make the extra trip, right? So he gives it to Stroph. And then Stroph wears it. It's like Rob Lowe in the NFL hat. Like, it's just like... And, like, I have brand hats. Like, if I'm going to go to... Like, let's say I'm going to go to a, a Packers game. I don't wear, like, a Bears hat. I'll just wear, like, a generic... I'll wear, like, maybe my Vibes hat. Or I bought a hat down in OKC. So, it's like, I have hats where it's like, okay, I'm not going to aggressively, like, root against the team that everyone else is in there. But I'm going to just wear kind of a generic hat. Mm-hmm. And but Strofe's hat looks like I don't know what hats are. I don't know why I would wear a hat, so I'm just wearing this hat. Like it's like a hat that says like I'm just wearing a hat to protect my head from the sun. But he's inside because it's, it's not a team character number three. But he's That's not a, it like is. it looks like he's not a sports fan. Like if you're a sports fan, you'd wear a hat of a team that you like, not just some generic hat, right? <laughs> I have to agree with you. Yes, he just does look like he wanted to. Draw as little attention to himself as he possibly could today. Like he's just. Do you think he's like, like thinks he's like he's trying to be incognito? Yeah, he thinks he's like famous from TikTok. He's like I'm just gonna wear this hat. Just kind of yeah, yeah. people don't recognize like me. Like Leo at, at Whole Foods or something. Right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, exactly. Where's his headphones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he puts his hoodie up when he goes in the uh, Whole Foods or wherever he wants to go. Aldi's wherever he goes <laughs> yep. and acts like he's important. Trader Joe's probably. You go from Whole Foods to Aldi right there? Well, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with Aldi's. I, we shop at Aldi's. It's, it's a good spot. Uh, I will say this. Uh, also a good spot is my good friends at Canopy Wealth Management. 
They take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals. They work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to Canopy-Wealth.com to get started with them today. That's Canopy-Wealth.com. We're going to talk about... Jordan Love and the offensive struggles for this team right now. I don't think it's all on him, but I also don't know if it's going to go well for the Green Bay Packers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Just comes down to us being on the same page. And I don't think we have that right now. We're still kind of, you know, growing, going through those growing pains right now, but they chasing. You just want to get drunk tonight of someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for <laughs> This is weird. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Molly Brown. It's weird because we're not hearing everything that we should be hearing. We have no idea that apparently there was music playing and a clip playing. We didn't hear any of it, but... Uh, so it's just a little bit different than normal. There was some weird technical stuff going on back here, but I will play the clip for you again. It was Jordan Love talking about the inconsistencies in the Packers. And he's Ryan Wollersheim. Uh, all right, let's play it again. I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules, you know, in the offense. As consistent as we can be in the plays, and um, it just comes down to us being on the same page. And I don't think we have that right now. We're still kind of, you know, growing, going through those growing pains right now. But uh, The more I hear from this team and about this team, the more nervous that I'm getting. Because on Friday, I had picked the Green Bay Packers were going to go 8-9 and on the season. Jim called me out yesterday and said I'm absolutely crazy. Colin Cowherd, we heard him earlier in the show. He said that the Packers are going to have five wins. I'm not feeling great about this anymore. And then for Jordan Love to be talking about the inconsistencies? Uh, like, Jim, can you bring me up? Can you, like, raise my spirits about this team? Because, I mean, we all know I'm probably the most realistic Packer fan that we have here or at least I try to be and like I, I'm not expecting greatness but I'm expecting something what are you expecting in 844-770-3776 you can chime in on this as well I honestly don't know the answer like what are you expecting as a Packer fan this year because here's where I find it unhinged and insane and this was in some of the quotes from the athletic as well Matt LaFleur is also should be in the spotlight Packer fans obviously appreciate great quarterback play, but you've had it for so long, I don't think you fully grasp. Like I've mm-hmm. heard Alex Strofe, and everyone says it so flippantly, and every time it's like nails on a chalkboard, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't good last year. Yeah, he was damn good last year. Like He still was an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL last year, Just statistically. Just compared to what he yes. typically is. But even statistically being down, everything else he does is just all taken for granted. Just a general... Bare minimum veteran quarterback can do so much more than Jordan Love can do. Now I'm not talking about changing. I'm talking about changing protections, having insight with Coach Lafleur. All these things that we just think Lafleur will do, well, we've never seen Lafleur do. Mm-hmm. And there's so much uh, checks that Aaron Rodgers would make to get them out of a bad play call if the defense made a change. Like if the, let's say in Week One the Bears make a audible or they know what the Packers are going to run, and Jordan Love doesn't have the ability to make a change. So either they have to call a timeout because Matt LaFleur has to try to make that change, or they run a bad play. And now you just threw away a play. So do you think it is unreasonable or unrealistic for Packers fans to want Jordan Love to even just be a game manager in this first season? I think game manager is fine. I, I guess what I'm looking at is here, when you talk about expectations, I think wins and losses put you in a really tough spot because wins and losses for this team, I think they've told you they're not invested in wins and losses. Mm -hmm. They're going out and I got to find out the exact number, but what I had read is that this wide receiving core is one of the youngest in like the last 20 years. Not just like in the NFL, like ever in the last 20 years as far as experience. When you go when you count for the tight ends, first year wide receiver, 
or excuse me, two second-year wide receivers and then a first-year wide receiver in Reed. That's your top three. And then Torre, who was essentially a first-year wide receiver. So that's your top four right there. And then you start going to other guys who are going to be rookies or first-year wide receivers. Your tight end, what, DeGuaro, who is essentially... Nobody. We don't right. have any tight ends. But Let's then just... you have Musgrave and Kraft, first-year players. Mm-hmm. So And then you have a first-year starter in Jordan Love. I mean, that is one of the youngest collection of skilled position players on offense in like NFL history. And so to assume that that's all going to click enough every game to win football games is different to me than we can be excited for two years from now. Like I think you can take glimpses from the year and say, hey, Jordan Love showed flashes that I can feel excited about for 2024. Mm-hmm. Like That seems real. But to say that this team is really competing for the NFC North, that defense I'm has to be elite. That. But eight wins could put you in the mix for it. That's true, which is pathetic. <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, you bring up the defense, though, because I feel like the things that we're hearing coming out of training camp are very similar to what we heard last year, and last year's defense was not good. We all know that. But like we keep hearing, oh, the defense is winning. The defense is beating the offense. Okay, great. So does that make me feel good about the defense, or does that make me feel really, really crappy about the offense? Well, and that's you have to figure that out a little bit. I would just say, and we got to take a break because we got minutes to win it coming up here in a minute. But I would, I would put it like this: I honestly think that the last game of the year, Chicago versus Green Bay, is going to be a game to figure out who finishes in dead last in the North. Like I think, both I think teams, Matt said something similar on I Friday. I think both teams will be around six wins, and whoever wins that one gets their seventh. Maybe. Um, you know, if I'm optimistic, maybe Chicago's got eight wins and that one gives them a chance. Maybe they're like the Lions last mm, year, where they okay. get that seventh gets them their eighth and they finish strong. Because honestly, like the way, and again, Packer, sometimes we're like forgetting the process here. So you look at Detroit, they gutted everything. Mm-hmm. And so now they're in their third year of their rebuild. And this should be the year they should jump to double digit wins from eight to double digit. I don't think that's crazy. And Minnesota is kind of in a, a middle of a tear down. So they should be right around that 10 to 8 win window. Mm-hmm. Chicago's in year 2 of their rebuild around Fields cuz year 1 they were trying remember they ran, rolled out with Andy Dalton yep. and then they went to Fields and they didn't really have an offense built around them. Last year was their year 1, they won 3 games. Detroit in their year 1, I think won 1 game. How many games away were they from uh, like cuz so many of Chicago's games were lost they by They were 0 and 8 in one score games. Okay. So again, so that's heard. why this year Chicago could double their wins to 6, maybe add one more 7. Like that's not crazy when you have only have 3. Mm-hmm. But Green Bay falling from eight with a Hall of Fame quarterback and you downgraded at multiple positions on offense to think that at eight goes to ten or even eight stays at eight without any major additions on defense and your offense fell, it just doesn't make but sense to me. I don't think you and can you say that the everything. Way but I, true. I, I don't think everything from last year, for the changes between last year and this year are completely negative. I think there are some definite positives, right? Like we always bring up Rodgers not going to camp. How much stock do we put in that? I think that the chem. I know it sounds cheesy, but like the chemistry that the Packers have now versus what they had before, like that's definitely a positive. That's not, a, that's not, a, that's not worth like, a win, though. But that's some of the things that were lacking last year because had Rodgers have gone and worked with all those younger guys in the offseason yeah. programs and all that stuff, if but they would have had better chemistry. I'm not saying yeah. that that's going to be, oh, that's going to take them from being an eight-win team to they're winning the Super Bowl with that by any means. But like maybe those couple games that they could have won – would have been different. Those vibes last year would have mattered. You're yeah. right. But that is Aaron Rodgers, and that's the past. That's true. No, 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 So, for like, sure. you're right on that. They could have better vibes this year, but that doesn't change their ceiling. They, it, it, so, like, last year, I think their vibes, you're right. Maybe Aaron showing up and doing all that could have caused a one-win difference. And maybe the vibes this year caused a one-year difference as far as their ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, last year, maybe that team wins nine games if they had better vibes. This year, maybe this team wins seven games instead of six because they have better vibes. So I'm not saying the vibes don't matter at all, but I'm saying the ceiling of this team, when you look at experienced talent, has dropped dramatically. And so you're just hoping for so many things to click. And I'm talking to win games, not to be excited about. Because there's two. Di- I think Packer fans will come away from every game and actually have good excitement for this team. I think there's just going to be a lot of like 0 and 8 or 1 and 7 or 1 and 6 in one score games does not seem insane. Aaron Rodgers was 6 and 10 his first year, and that team had gone to the NFC Championship the year before. This team was an 8 win team last year, and they subtracted players, proven players. Like Watson will get better, Dobbs will get better, but Lazard was better than them. 
and he might still be better. Quite than, honestly, I forgot about Lazard. But like, like taking that off the team, Tunyon. <laughs> Tunyon's better than anything they had. He's gone too. True. That's like a, between the two, it's 100 catches and 10 touchdowns that are off the team. That it were replaced with rookies who, in two in two years, mm-hmm. you could be very excited about. But I always say, I know you know this, like, it's not Madden. Like, these kids have to figure it out. <laughs> they all have to click at the right point. And then Anders Carlson has to hit the field goal at the end. And because I think Jordan Love could get this team inside the red zone, and then they miss field goals. And then that's why they lose these games. So. I think there's going to be a lot of positives for this Packer team. I just don't think wins are going to be the biggest one. Like it could be stats and big plays and big games from certain players. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We will take uh, what numbers? Well, one and four. Call number one. Call number four for a minute to win at 844-770-3776. Call number one and caller number four for a minute to win it. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Every minute, it's running through my head. Hundred million thoughts that I could have said. And every minute, it starts over again. Going to play a minute to win it in a minute. But shout out to North and South Steve with a smokehouse. They've upped their game for you, the fan. Now you get a $25 gift card for just being a part of Minute to Win It. And if you win it, you get a $50 gift card North South Seafood and Smokehouse. Three locations in the Madison area. Any three of them are going to be a great family-friendly and delicious experience, whether it's the Forest, Verona, or Madison. You also can carry out, you can have it delivered, and you can have them cater. So for whatever the occasion, whatever your need is, North South Seafood and Smokehouse is going to provide an amazing experience. All right, let's play Minute to Win It. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. All right, so as you were saying earlier, Jim, you and Molly actually just got done recording a segment of of First Watch earlier yep. today. And so I know you guys are big movie fans. I'm a big movie fan. And last night I actually went and saw the new Barbie movie for the first time. How'd you like it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good film. I would give it like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. And I think that's what most of the consensus is on it. A very above average movie. Not fantastic, but still really good. So it got me thinking, what are the highest selling dolls of all time? No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. (laughs) Uh, No, instead, I'm just going to go with the 10 highest grossing movies of 2023 so far. Okay. And for our game, we're going to be going off domestic box office numbers. Personally, okay. I don't like worldwide. I think they're a little they skew a little towards the big blockbuster movies. So okay. no hints, Whew. but we're going domestic box office in this year so far. So are you ready, Jim? I am. Alright, your time starts now. I will go with Barbie. Yep, Barbie on the list, obviously. Number three. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, the other side of Bob Barbenheimer was number eight on this list. Avatar Way of the Water. Uh, Avatar Way of the Water did not come out this year, Jim. Oh, I swear I saw it this year. It did it not come ca- out this year. It came year. out at the end of last year. It came out in December. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. That one got, got me there because I thought that was for sure this, this year. 2023. Yeah, so I mean, I just it, I just didn't know exactly when it came out. Yep. I was close on it. So yes. this is where it gets tougher. Um, I know Haunted Mansion did really bad. Um, oh. I'm trying to think what else. Uh Indiana Jones, I don't think did good, but I don't think it's been a great bas- box office year. So I'll throw out the Indiana Jones movie. It has, it is in the top ten. It's number nine currently, domestic box office. Okay, um, and then was, there, was there anything Marvel that came out? Um, there's a no, there's a couple Marvels on this list. I'll tell okay, you. so I will go with. Uh, gosh, what came? Oh, Little Mermaid. Did that do well this year? It was number five, two hundred ninety-seven million dollars. Alrighty, and then Mar- what came out from Marvel this year? Though? Five seconds. S- oh, Black Panther. Uh. Black Panther, I think. Was that, that end was of last year? year? That was end of yeah, last year that too. Was last year. So okay. You got you got a four piece there. Okay. Man. Not bad. No. Uh, Not bad. I don't get the movies as much as I used to. I watch them mostly at home now. So yeah. Uh, that's why my timing is off. Not the only reason is it's just with two kids. It's hard oh, to take it out and see it. But also, I will say this, and I won't call it theaters. But some of the theaters I've gone to, they just aren't as well kept as they used to be. Oh, not at all. No, and so, of, yeah, so it's kind of a bummer because it used to be like a nice experience, but like whether the seat doesn't 
go back or the bathrooms oh. aren't great or different things like that. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. Got, okay. Maybe you do need to go to a little nicer theater than the one. Yeah. Well, one of them was like a broken, it just happened to have the one. It was a full house. I can't remember the movie we went to go see. I should know because that probably was one of them that uh, did oh, well. well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was like a full house and uh, couldn't see it didn't come back or anything. So we, right. I don't know where Very Molly is. We're going to flag her down. Molly Brown. All right. I will go and try and flag her down. Oh, Molly knows how this game works. She can't just check out for the for the show here, but we'll uh, we'll get her. And I, for the life of me, cannot figure out the movie that we watched. Oh, God. Oh, now he remembers. Yeah, Guardians 3. Guardians 3, which yeah. was... Yep, okay. Yep. Yeah, there we you go. Molly's again. back. But yes, I knew it, too. But... Uh, that's a tough miss. That's a tough that's, miss. That's a tough miss. It is. It is. But you, it was a good one because it caught me off guard. All this right. always feels like you guys are keeping secrets. Well, well no, I just, I finally realized one that I should have gotten, and I said it right before you got in here. <sighs> I'm getting nervous. Okay. Let's okay. hear it. You should okay. do well. As I was saying, you guys just got done recording the first watch a little bit earlier today. I know you guys are big movie fans. So am I. I saw the new Barbie movie last night, actually. Oh, I'm jealous. Got me. Oh. Same. I really want to see it. <laughs> it's a quite a good, I would recommend it strongly, but... For today's Minute to Win It, we're doing 10 highest grossing movies of the 2023 calendar year so far. All right. I already know movies came out. And this is, ba- and uh, okay, well, I'll throw in here, it's based off domestic box office. It doesn't sound like it's going to matter too much. <laughs> but uh, yes, it'll be 10 highest grossing movies of 2023 so far. So Molly, your time starts now. Barbie. That is correct. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, that's the one. That was what I missed. Couldn't think of. That's the one I, I, like, I even said I was at a movie and I couldn't find a place oh to my sit gosh. and I couldn't think of the name of the movie. Um, Air, the one about Michael Jordan? That is not on the top Dang. 10 list, actually. Great movie, though. Um, I, forgot, I mean, a great movie. I forgot that it was even in box office. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe that's why it didn't. Went I to watched Amazon it on Prime. Yeah, I did too. Um, my goodness. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer, the other side of Barbenheimer. Yes, also in the top 10. Mm. What else came out this year? You got three so far. People, I was seconds. pregnant and I have a baby. I haven't been to any movies. I said two that came out late last year, so that got me. <laughs> Holy <laughs> strikes, cow. Yeah. This is rough. Like, I really don't know. Um, 20 seconds. Um, Oh, my gosh. Has there been any? Spider-Man? Spider-Man, yes. Across the Spider-Verse wow. is on that oh, list. Oh, the cartoon the one. Cartoon one. Um, that is number two on the list. So you got four so far, Molly. Oh, uh, the Mario bro- bro- the Mario Kart. Super Mario Bros., the number one movie that came out this year. Okay. Really? Yes. Uh, domestic box office and worldwide. So, Molly, that was a five-piece. You beat Jim by one. Well in done. movies. So I, well we got done. different ones, too. Indiana Jones. Similar to you, though. Indiana I did, Jones. And then yeah. Little Mermaid. The two that I said was yeah. Avatar, but that came out late December. I forgot about and that movie. And then he said Marvel has the Black Panther. So I should have gotten a five. I wouldn't have gotten more than a five. I'm mad at the Guardians. Yeah. But like I should have gotten a five on that. <laughs> we were just talking about I, Guardians. I was going to say, that's the only too. reason yeah. I said yeah. that was because we were talking about Super it two Mario hours ago. Super Mario Brothers to me is like, it just, it's missed us. That like. It came out in March. Yeah. Well, also like. I don't know. Chris Pratt doesn't seem great as Mario. Like I just it's That's not who like, played Mario? The voice, yeah. Yeah, so cartoon, like yeah. and there was a lot of like hubbub about he wasn't good at it. So then I was just like, all right, I don't want to see it. My wife had no interest in it. The kids don't know who Mario is. Like they see, don't play Mario. See, the boys got to watch it in school. Okay. And then one what? of them, well, one of them got to watch it in school. The other one has some app where you can watch all of these movies that are literally in theaters. I don't know. It's probably highly illegal, but he <laughs> I was watches about to it. Say, we might have to dump that part <laughs> for, for one of your kids. Yeah. Uh, well, Run through the list. For, is that it? You, yeah. Uh, well, you guys yeah, go get ahead, the whole the rest. list. So yeah. the number one, as I said, Super Mario Bros. Uh, then it was Spider Man was number two, Barbie number three, Guardians number four. The Little Mermaid was number five. And then the other Marvel movie that came out this year, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, number six. Meh. Didn't know that came out this year. Uh, did that come out like February? February, yes, okay. exactly. And then also I believe came out back in February was John Wick, chapter four. Oh, yes, yeah. I've only That's seen one sudden. John Wick. I, I liked it. They're all number, the same. He just lives. They're all they're all the same, yes. And he kills everyone, yes. But it was this one was pretty good, I will say. Uh, it was number seven. Then eight was out, Oppenheimer. Nine, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And number 10, I don't think either of you guys probably even know this movie came out this year, was Transformers Rise of the Beasts. There's a trailer, no. exactly. <laughs> I, I was wondering nope. if either of you would be Is Shia LaBeouf still in those? Oh, he's been out of those movies I, for a long time. I just learned that there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out that was yes. directed and written by Seth Rogen, which I'm actually now excited to see. I saw it on the banner on Twitter. Yeah, okay, there you go. Hmm, interesting. And don't you mean X? It's no longer Twitter. 
It's going to be Twitter by like the end of the week. Most likely, yeah. I mean, we don't. We, <laughs> nobody believes this is going to hold. Like, I don't know why people are even trying to pretend it's going to be called X. Well, because they put up a sign on the building. Yeah, right? the sign got taken down. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> what do you mean the sign got taken down? Uh, like, they didn't get it cleared by anyone. Oh, you can't they, just they, put they a didn't sign check up with the city. <laughs> they didn't check with the city. I don't think they had a contractor put it in. Like, I just. <laughs> He's just living. Li- Elon's just living his dorm room lifestyle. My, my favorite thing on the yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the the X. My cool. favorite thing on the X was it basically on the building. It uh, it looks like someone who tried to like mount a TV. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like it, the TV, the the swing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, it does. yeah, like, yeah. And like I swear I can mount a TV, and then that's that's how it ends <laughs> up. <laughs> this oh. is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If you're looking for a special piece of jewelry for any occasion, Condon Jewelers is always there for you.